You're listening to Soundside. I'm Libby Dankman. Tonight, nurses who work in the Psychiatry and Behavioral Medicine Unit at Seattle Children's Hospital will hold a candlelight vigil. Members of the Washington State Nurses Association say there's been an increase in violence in the unit, and they want to bring attention to the need for safer working conditions. KUOW reporter Diana Opong has been reaching out to nurses to find out what's at the core of this issue, and she joins me now. Hi, Diana. Hey, Libby. So what exactly has been happening in the psychiatry and behavioral medicine unit at Seattle Children's Hospital that has nurses so concerned? So Libby, according to a statement from the Washington State Nurses Association, there have been at least 15 incidents since late September where nurses have felt unsafe and without the adequate staffing support they say they need to do their job safely and effectively. Of those events, 50% of them occurred in November alone. So Libby, the thing that the staff say is that the level of violence that they're seeing right now is incredibly unusual and rare for their unit. But because they're seeing an increase, that tells them that the crisis that's occurring in pediatric mental health is really a problem. Last month, the Washington State Nurses Association published a statement describing the types of violence nurses have been facing, and they have detailed descriptions of some of the past events that have occurred. For example, on November 7th, quote, numerous staff sent to emergency department with injuries from patients overturning carts, swinging a metal pole, and putting a nurse in a chokehold. Natasha Vetteroff, a nurse on the unit, said having 12 officers come in and escort a patient out is a sign that we are under-resourced. Wow, that is a very intense experience and very hard for those nurses, obviously, who were injured in that process. Diana, what is behind these incidents? What do we know? Well, many nurses say that there are a lot of reasons behind the issues that they're seeing, right? There's no one thing, Libby, that's impacting the mental health crisis that nurses are seeing. It's a combination of problems, everything from short staffing, retention, experience, no preventative care for kids ahead of time before they even get to the point of crisis. One nurse said, you know, it's traumatized children trying to navigate a social health care system that is set up to fail, The failing is setting up sort of everything. Um, Children's is meant to support youth in crisis on a short-term basis, but many of them end up having to stay longer than that because there is no safe place for them to go or the wait list in order to get them to a safe place is significantly too long, sometimes up to a year. And one of the things the nurses said is that the unit has had 70 to 80 percent turnover. So there's also just so much turnover in leadership and on the unit floor that escalations often get lost in translation. Things just aren't able to get taken care of in the way that they should. I talked to Greg Zorn. He's a charge nurse on the psychiatry and behavioral medicine unit at Seattle Children's. Greg says he's standing up against the issues that are happening right now in this unit for him and his fellow nurses and the kids that are affected by the current system that's in place. In no way are we blaming the children for what's happening. Even if they are the act of violence, they are only doing that because of where they've been put. They have, you can take it from so many different lenses, from how they were brought up, what genes they had, what have you, but then also the systems that were supposed to help them, be it the school system or some outpatient services, you know, uh, more hands-on special needs stuff. And the fact is, They haven't received any of those services, so their conditions get worse and worse. So Zorn also says that kids that fall through the cracks, the ones that he's seeing and his fellow colleagues, it's these kids that get abandoned at hospitals and then they stay at the hospital. 
Child Protective Services won't take them and they can't just drop them off at a shelter. That's not safe either. Mm. It's just such a widespread failure of our safety net for these kids. We have talked about this issue on the show before, Diana. Um, There was an effort by the legislature this past session to create a system to support children who are in mental health crisis and face this exact issue. What happened to that effort? Well, so good news and bad news. House Bill 1580 has been approved. This is the bill that would help to create a system to support children in crisis. But the bad news, Governor Jay Inslee partially vetoed Section 3 of the bill. He was citing that the funding for this bill is not available until fiscal year 2024, right? It's towards the end of the year. We kind of get that. But once funding is available, it will create a new position called a multi-system care coordinator. And Libby, the cool thing about this job is this person would serve as a state lead on issues related to crisis for teens. They'd work with state agencies like the Department of Children, Youth and Family Services and hospitals to implement a rapid care team for a child in crisis and their families if needed. And so it's really important this position could free up nurses to do their job and also provide youth with the independent critical care that they need because every youth situation is different. Every mental health crisis is different. So everybody has to have a specialized treatment and this multi-system care coordinator can help make that happen. And Greg Zorn says he's disheartened by the lack of tangible results. I try not to get cynical, but I feel like I hear a lot of we're doing something. Here's the thing we're going to do. But then the execution of that plan is abysmal. It's like, it's almost like virtue signaling. So it's just like disappointing and disheartening. We also reached out to the sponsor of House Bill 1580. It's State Representative Lisa Callen. Her district covers Snoqualmie, North Bend, Issaquah, Maple Valley, and several other cities. And Libby, she wasn't able to sit down with us for an interview to talk about the bill, but she did provide a statement. It reads in part, quote, I support the nurses, children, families, and hospitals fighting to change the system because we need real reforms. The dangers and costs are higher because so many children are stuck in hospitals like Seattle Children's without getting the help they need. The current lack of infrastructure, service capacity, and workforce is deepening this crisis every day, not just for the children and nurses, but also our emergency departments, police departments, schools, and communities. So the legislature has moved on this, but as we heard, funding is an issue. There's not a help, you know, immediately on the way for these Seattle children's nurses that they can see, at least. How have the nurses been navigating this in the meantime? In the short term, nurses can deal with some of these staffing shortages by asking for help from other units if people are available. And Jason Dick, a union representative I spoke to, says that's helpful in the short term. Again, short term. An extra set of hands is always appreciated. But sometimes the nurses who come to help haven't spent enough time in the psychiatry and behavioral medicine unit to be as effective as critical care nurses can be. Here's Jason. You wouldn't send somebody to... um you know, to an orthopedic surgeon if they needed open heart surgery. Sure. These are patients in crisis who need experienced care. Uh, Diana, how has Seattle Children's Hospital responded to these nurses' concerns? In a statement, a spokesperson from Seattle Children's says, quote, the safety, security and well-being of Seattle Children's patients and workforce is our top priority. And that in addition to some of the other safety measures, Children's says, They've also added supplemental staffing resources and increased both leader and security presence in areas of greatest needs. 
They go on to say that this also includes support to hire travel, pediatric mental health services staff and nursing staff. Zorn says he wants a more comprehensive solution to the overarching issues that the unit is facing. We need intervention at the local, state and national level simultaneously. What we're requesting from the hospital is we don't just want security. We don't want like bodies. We don't just want pulses. We want a specific unit security that is trained in the same way that we are trained. The vigil is tonight at 6 p.m. at Laurelhurst Playfield in Seattle. Who's going to be there, Diana? So State Representative Liz Berry, a Democrat from the 36th Legislative District, is going to be there. She's the chair of Labor and Workplace Standards. And two nurses who work on the Psychiatry and Behavioral Medicine Unit will also be there to speak tonight. Okay, so there is this vigil, of course. What other avenues are the nurses taking to try to get the challenges they're facing some attention? So the vigil is occurring ahead of the, a meeting that they plan to have with hospital administrators over workplace violence. And the staff are hoping to talk to them about their concerns and talk to them about solutions. According to WSNA nurses, urgent requests to meet with leadership before Thanksgiving when a lot of these incidents were occurring was denied. But they were told leadership can meet with them tomorrow. And so they're taking that opportunity and hopefully they'll be able to have the conversation they need to make a difference moving forward. And again, that's Children's Hospital Nurses holding a vigil tonight, Tuesday the 12th at 6 p.m. at Laurelhurst Playfield. Diana Opong is a reporter for KUOW covering this. Thank you so much, Diana. It's great to have you on the show. Thanks, Libby. Thanks for listening to SoundSide. And hey, this show is only possible because listeners support us. If you are able to give right now, check out the show notes for a link to donate. And don't forget, you can listen live on KUOW 94.9 FM Seattle at noon and 8 p.m. Monday through Thursday or anytime online at KUOW.org.